welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me as always is... Chris. And... Rob Morphy. Welcome to this week's show. Be sure to follow us on the social medias, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams. We're there. We're talking. We're hanging out. It's good times. Living a good life. Uh, be sure to rate and review this on the Apple Podcasts and the iTunes. It's important to the show. It helps our ratings. It helps the show grow. It helps us get a wider listener base. And we have some reviews, guys. And plus, it just makes us feel good. It really does. It really is more, I think, of a vanity thing it at this totally point. It totally is. <laughs> yeah. It's just the ego boost at the end of the week that makes us go, oh, shucks. I think care. right now we're at like 89 reviews total. Can't believe it. Oh, uh, yeah, 89 ratings. So you know what? If by the end of the summer, if we could get this up to like 100, that'd be dope. That would be so dope. That'd be super dope. So, all right, let's go over some ratings real quick. Uh, I'm going to butcher these names because uh, that's just what I do. But this comes from... Uh, uh, a jazz Jeanette. A jazz Jeanette. A Jezanette. A Jezanette. Oh, it I, works. A bunch of fun. Five star review. Great podcast. These guys are witty, personable, and smart. Their episodes are well researched, too. The best part of all of this is that I just discovered them, and luckily for me, I get to binge listen to the rest of the episodes. Thanks to MAU Podcast for the referral. Monsters Among oh, Us. Oh, shit. What up, Derek? What up, Addy? Thanks for the referral. Very hey. much appreciated. And thank you for the review. Yeah, thank you very much for the Miss, review. Miss Jazz. Miss, Miss uh, Jazz. Let's see, moving on here. <laughs> hey, we Jazz. got a Sarah TDL, five-star review. Gets five librarian gold stars Holy as the shit. title. What? Whoa. I fucking love I love librarians. <laughs> like, literally, they're my favorite, favorite research assistants. Yeah, totally. Totally. So Sarah, Thank you. Sarah goes on to say, this is a fun, interesting podcast that covers some of the weirdest and most obscure paranormal stories. I love this stuff. But as a librarian, I really love how well these guys research their topics and present that information in a fun, accessible way. Well done, gents. You get five librarian gold stars. I really could Yay. not be happier. That is the best thing a librarian's ever said to me. <laughs> I love them. I really do. I've had nothing but positive experiences, and they have helped so much in all my research. Like In obscure cases, sometimes I will literally just call the local library closest to wherever this happened, and I have had librarians bend over backwards to give me research. I love them. Our good buddy Lisa's a librarian. Yeah, we love librarians. Librarians rule. Thank you so much. Librarians for life. I think the last thing I did in the library was smoke a cigarette. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not kidding. You motley crewed really? your way to the library. In library. the high school, you just go to the. Nobody ever went oh, to yeah, the very no, last. I remember. Yeah, you, you could smoke, smoke cigarette. What's in there? Really? I did. I don't give a fuck. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> nice. I don't smoke anymore though. Chris so. is fucking hard smoking butts in the library. Um. Okay. Moving on here. Uh. From. Oh boy. Here we go. Bitz. Bitzy darling. Bits of darling. Down the rabbit hole, five-star review. I absolutely love this podcast. I was only really aware of cryptids through recycled stories of Bigfoot and the Jersey Devil. Rob and the crew do an outstanding job of giving thorough recounts of unique cryptid encounters while providing plenty of entertaining dialogue throughout the pod. I usually find myself laughing more often than not, especially when the conversation falls into the proverbial rabbit hole of speculation. Mm. Great job, guys. We do. Thank Boom. you. Definitely go down holes. Thank, Thank you, you very much. so much. Uh, rounding it off here to uh, for the reviews, we got Marty Get Fly. I like that. Mm. Ah, yes. Uh, five star review titled "Best Podcast Ever." Whoa! Oh, Whoa. I don't know Again. about that. No, the I do. The, He's right. The, ah. the vanity. Love the vanity. In this podcast, three friends speak of a lesser-known cryptids with a healthy bit of skepticism and a lot of humor. This makes for the boring. This makes the boring classes I dread going to more fun. Mm. 
Excellent. Thank you, Marty. I'm happy that we can help Marty get through boring classes. Absolutely. It's one of the hardest things to endure as a student. Yeah. The nothing. tedium. Exactly. Ugh. The boring ass class. Tedium. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, you know what? Be sure to leave the ratings and reviews, and we will read it on the show. Uh, and, you know, uh, if you are, for some reason, if you, um, if you leave us a review, but you're not in the United States, email us through our website or contact us on social media and let us know because we only see the ratings and reviews for the U.S. store. I didn't know that. We don't see them for the other stores. So if like, you're from Australia or mm. Norway or Canada, hit us up. Let mm-hmm. us know because we Instagrams, only Twitters, yeah. Facebooks. All kinds of. We're, yeah. we're everywhere that Even you want to be. Yeah, YouTube. There you go. So this week we were talking about the bizarre case of the Kira UFO. In the summer of 1972, a group of Japanese middle schoolers had an experience that can only be called Spielbergian. Boom. Mm. When over the course of nearly a month, they had a series of encounters with a small silver UFO, which they managed not only to photograph, but actually capture repeatedly. This is one of those things. Wait a minute. It keeps escaping? Yes. Apparently? Because <laughs> that happened <laughs> that I just, I wish was part of my childhood. It is totally, it is sort of like a Spielberg film come to life. Um, but it's just an amazing series of encounters, and uh, it's always been one of my favorite cases, so right. let's not waste any more time. Let's do it. On August 25th, 1972, in the Kira, er, er, excuse me, in the Kira area of Kochi City, which is the capital of the Kochi Prefecture on the Shikoku Island of Japan, mm. that's the background you need, a 13-year-old student named Michio Seo was on his way home from school when he caught sight of a relatively small, yet absolutely astonishing, metallic object hovering over a rice field. The awestruck Seo watched as the airborne object zipped back and forth above the waterlogged paddy. The odd apparatus resembled a dull silver hat with a flat bottom and a narrow lip. The curved dome atop the lip was relatively steep and level at the apex. Seo would later compare the object's precise in-flight movements to that of a bat making hairpin turns in pursuit of its prey. Although anxious, Seo succumbed to his curiosity and began to approach the miniature flying saucer, but before he could get too close, the object shot a blinding beam toward the teen. Startled and not wishing to further provoke the UFO or its possible occupants, Seo quickly fled the scene. As soon as he arrived in Kira, Seo hurriedly rounded up his four best friends, a la fucking Goonies, Mm. Hiroshi Mori, Yasuo Fujimoto, Katsuoka Kojima, and a buddy known only as Yuji. And he told them about his incredible encounter. So, real quick, uh, the size of this, they're saying, is the size of a hat. It's about the size of a hat. What type of hat? Are we talking like a derby? Are we talking like a Raiden hat? Are we talking like a, <laughs> like nope. a, a 10-gallon <laughs> hat? Nope. It, well, no, because this looks like it has a brim in a, in a thing. We will definitely right? post photographs because one of the great things about this case is, aforementioned, there are photographs. It's like a narrow brim. So, think of it um, like a top hat. If it wasn't as steep curved towards the top but flattened at the very top okay. and had a fairly narrow brim. Yeah. I would yeah, say that's, that's I, I, we'll give specific measurements uh, later in the story. I wish I had them right in the top of my head, but it seems to be about maybe 10 inches by high by 7 inches wide, something okay. like that. Right. Yeah, I'll give the specifics there. All right, cool. But it's fair it's really relatively small. All right, sweet. Okay. So, he gets his best friends uh, and and he told them the deal. His pals were skeptical, though intrigued. 
and in the finest 80s kid flick tradition, wasted no time in forming a makeshift posse to go out and find the miniature flying dome. At approximately 6 p.m., Seo, Mori, Fujimoto, Kojima, and Yuji arrived at the rice field. The boys kept a steadfast vigil for the better part of an hour when, to the shock of everyone except Seo, the small object returned, hovering over the field approximately 60 feet away from the boys. The thrilled teens stared as the strange flying object moved in wondrous ways. Then, as the sun dipped low over the horizon and dusk began to settle in, the device suddenly began to emit a stunning array of pulsating multicolored lights. So that's kind of fucking awesome. That's, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't... Turn it into like a disco ball or something. You don't shit? ever expect to go back and see what you saw earlier yeah, when you're never, alone. Never. You're like, my friends are here. I'm going to look like an asshole. Nothing's going to show up. <laughs> but not only does it show up, it's like putting on a full-on a fireworks Saturday display. night yeah. fucking fever display. Yeah. Stay alive. Stay alive. The astonished kids were delighted by the light show, and that's when one of the young men, no doubt bolstered by the pressure of his peers, began to stalk the erratically floating UFO. We all have that friend. Oh, yeah. I might be that friend yeah. that's going to stalk the UFO. <laughs> I've done douchey, foolhardy things just to look cool in my misspent yeah, youth. I, I think we all have. I may have tried to pet a cub at one point. A bear cub? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, oh. but there was other influences involved. Yeah, there, there was marijuana involved. I mean, I'm sorry. Allegedly. Allegedly. Marijuana. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, oh, my God. There was alleged point. dope in my system. <laughs> yeah. Long since passed. Yeah, long since. Never touched it since. Ever. As the intrepid, much like Mark, <laughs> yet unidentified teen neared the object, it suddenly began to shimmer with a bluish hue and then emitted an ear-splitting pop, quote-unquote. This was all that was required to dissolve the youngsters' courage and send them sprinting back towards their homes. You got a book that. That sounds yeah. like You're, a bottle you, rocket. Yeah, well, Martin. Yeah. The next Sorry, day. Kind of does, actually. <laughs> Is this the best slash worst fireworks display ever? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it, right. it would really suck. If, I mean, if it was a single bottle rocket and like a fucking Frisbee hat, it's weird. All right. The next day, Seo, Mori, Fujimoto, Kojima, and Yuji reclaimed their resolve and would visit the field that day and every day following in the hopes of spying the tiny UFO. On September 4th, just over a week after the initial run-in, their patience finally paid off. Which is another shock. Again, you don't expect this to keep happening. At about 9.30 p.m., the five young men once again came face-to-face -face with the silvery object flying nearly three feet above the field. The little UFO started glowing and began to zoom toward the boys, causing them to scatter once again and retreat with haste. Once home, the boys vowed to procure a camera and spend every waking moment they could staking out the field in hopes of finally capturing the object on film. So it's constantly threatening them. So it's like not, kids, it's not really that away. high. It never goes that high. But is it really threatening right? them? Well, I mean, it's, no, it's just there. It's making loud noises, putting on color displays, and flying towards them. So you're right. Maybe it's not threatening. Maybe it's just curious, for all we know. You're right. Threatening was the wrong yeah, it's, adjective. It's not really like attacking them. Or verb or whatever the fuck it's it is. It's kind of like doing its thing. It's it's popping and making noises and flashing lights oh, and there's kind of like and locking. it's popping and locking and there's kind of like looking at it trying to get it it was Not trying, trying to, to get establish it, a burgeoning breakdancing scene in the early yeah. 70s in japan it did what it thought it could do best but <laughs> but at this point the kids are like all right we're at least going to get proof some photos their surveillance began the next evening but the object did not return 
Mm. The following night, however, would be a different story. Mm. On September 6th, the teen's vigilance paid off when on their way to the rice paddy, they spied the object lying on the ground in the middle of the field before them. The teenagers, now armed with a camera, sagely decided to snap a photo before they approached the downed craft. Once the flashbulb went off, the object on the ground began spinning and rapidly rose into the air. The unknown cameraman shot another photo just after its ascension. This is where accounts get a little murky, but what seems to have happened next is that the object emitted a light that was even brighter than the flashbulb's burst before once again plummeting to the ground. The still-spinning object seemed to be either vainly attempting to rise or conversely burrow into the dirt when it suddenly stopped moving. What? So I don't know if the flashbulb, if it was like somehow impaired, damaged, and that the flashbulb burst startled it. Right. This this is going to open up a lot of questions, Ooh. questions that we're going to deal with at the end, whether or not this is piloted, whether this is remote control, whether this might be non-organic, sentient life. It's hard telling at this point. A but, firework. Uh, well, but no. Well, a firework <laughs> that reacts to flashbulb bursts. Skeptical Christopher Seems highly present. unlikely. But, I, but Chris is allowed to have same his odds. opinions. Same odds. I'm good right now. So... So basically, it, it seems like it tried to take off after the flashbulb burst, then fell to the ground, then tried to get up again, but just couldn't. Yeah. At this point, 14-year-old Hiroshi Mori cautiously moved towards the incapacitated flying saucer. The brave or foolhardy boy decided to bend over and lift the object up with his bare hands. As he did so, he claimed that he felt something moving inside of it. The photographer sagely felt that this was a moment worth commemorating and snapped a photo of Miro holding the UFO. Again, these are photos we all have access to, at least the the reprinted ones from yeah. papers at the time. The boys marveled at their peculiar prize before Miro wrapped it in a plastic bag, placed it in his backpack, and took it home. Once there, the boys warily measured the object and declared it to be nearly eight inches wide and four inches in height. I clearly got that shit backwards. So it's wider than it is tall. That's fucking So maybe more like a derby. Oh, yeah, it's it's small. tiny. Absolutely. The now inert UFO was said to weigh about three pounds. So it's light, it's small, and apparently moving of its own accord. They also discovered a series of concentric curves, 31 small holes, and three unique designs etched into the base of the object. The gang deemed that the etchings represented waves or clouds, a bird, or some sort of other flying object, and something they interpreted to be a budding flower. There was no visible propulsion system. Following their inspection, the boys repacked the object in plastic and brought their puzzling find to the home of Yasuo Fujimoto. It was a good call as Fujimoto's father, Matsuo, was at the time the director for the Center of Science Education in the city of Kochi. A man of education. A Ooh. learned academian, if you will. That's oh, who sure. you want to bring your weird shit to. Yeah. And, you know, good on those kids. Measuring, weighing. Dude, the Japanese. Yeah. Again, the steadiest. Yeah, they again, you know, uh, bringing it to far a man superior education system. I mean, I barely, I didn't technically, I don't know if I ever told you guys, but I didn't really pass math. It's, I was in an overrated. A, I was in a special. Math is I was in a overrated. special math class with one other kid who got in a tractor accident and was in a full body cast. I don't even know what to do with this. And right then now. I kind of just got pushed through. I think the statute of limitations is up for this, but it was just like 
she did like gave me the answers and put me through. I I like, what, day, gra- what grade? Like twelve. You were in the tractor injury math class, <laughs> basically. Like when you wait when you were like a like a senior. Yeah, I was a senior. Yeah. Well, so you were taking like uh, pre cal. That was pre cal. No, it? no, actually, uh, it because I was so terrible in math, but I was excellent in English and social studies because that was my jam. Yeah. Um. So I was in BOCES doing computer tech, the computer mm, side tech thing, yeah. and then I was taking math. And they're, they're just like, like, look, dude, your math is fucked. You're fucked. Like, you can't do shit in math. Here's a special math class to go to. And the dude I was with, Dan, I don't know if Dan's still with us or not, but shout out to him. I hope he made it through that accident. I don't know if it did or not. I certainly hope he recovered. He ended up getting in a tractor accident, full body cast, and the teacher just basically pushed me through. And mm-hmm. shout out to that teacher for getting me out of high school because well, if it wasn't I, for her. Math, I thought, was optional. Like, I didn't have to take math in, as a senior, so I didn't. I failed My course math. was, I think, math, science, something. So I had to take three years of math, three years of science. Yeah, I yeah failed, me too. I failed math enough times that they were like, you need to do something. You need to do some kind of math? Some so you need, you need what to is this shape? Something. Triangle. <laughs> yeah. A plus. Basically. Two plus three is. Can you show us a pentagon? Oh, and I could not. You could not. I could not. No. Oh, no. God. But thank you to that teacher for passing me the math. Bless her heart. And that was my story to get us through Rob getting this beer. We're back. Jeez, all We're right. back to the UFO. Dad doesn't know what math is. Continue. I'm terrible at math. All right. So these kids were sage mm. enough to bring this to uh, Mr. Fujimoto. Following his brief once-over, the object was returned to Mori's backpack, but much to the chagrin of all involved, it was discovered missing just a day later. This would not be the last time the mysterious object would be seen or recovered, for that matter. So I want to state that later on, and I have this probably later in the article, but I think it's important to mention here, that Fujimoto would regret, the senior Fujimoto, that he did not spend more time looking at this thing. He actually became very fascinated by this case as it went on. But when his kids first brought it, he, he was just, just sort of, yeah, he was yeah. doing his science. Just like every, like, Luckily dad I found in a 1950s some metal-ish looking sci-fi thing. film. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Whatever. Nice. Yeah. And he so just dismissed he had it. it. And then it got away. Well, he looked at it, didn't really focus on it much, thought it was right. kind of interesting, shook <clears> it around, gave it right. a quick once over, handed it back to his kid. And then the following day, it disappeared. Oh, wow. Okay. This is going to be a reoccurring pattern. Yeah, no, this is a Spielberg movie completely so far. It sounds, 100%. Hence the Spielberg. What is it, like batteries not included or something There's elements of that, I think, definitely. Possibly, anyway. Over the course of the next two weeks, Seo, Mori, Fujimoto, Kojima, and Yuji all claim to have seen the same or identical objects in flight on at least six more occasions. Fujimoto himself saw it three times. The gang even managed to capture a second time, but the object disappeared under mysterious circumstances yet again. The boys, trying to predict when the object would next appear, deduced that the unifying factor in all of their sightings was the fact that they never seemed to occur on rainy days. Again, Japanese kids. Oh. Master detectives. Far superior education Good weather system. UFOs. One that I was not involved in. This, they surmised, was due to the fact that the object, assuming that it was somehow sentient, or its tiny occupants were afraid of water. Bearing this in mind, the gang formulated a plan to capture the device. On September 19th, the group once again returned to the now notorious rice paddy to try and detain the mystifying UFO. This time the boys were armed with, I shit you not, a bucket of runoff water and some tattered rags. As luck would have it, they found the device sitting motionless on the ground once again. a rice paddy, though, isn't that 
in, moist. It's in water. Yeah. Right? Like, Generally speaking, yeah. Because the rice is on top of the water. It grows so, there. So right? I, I, I or don't know. Is there, is there dry pick? I mean, I've always seen them, mm. like, the people planting, and it seemed, like, horrible on the back. Like, in calf-deep water, yeah. plunging the stalks of rice yeah. into the muck. But I don't know. Maybe it was an off-season. Am I thinking of cranberries? Well, cranberries are also grown in a bog. Mm, shit. Multiple things are grown underwater, but I've always seen rice being planted in water. Yeah. yeah. I'm just ish. I'm calling it like I a mean, season. it doesn't come from a tree, so no, no, the notorious comes rice from tree. A bog. Yeah. <laughs> the bog yeah. body fern. <laughs> notorious rice I don't, tree. Maybe it just needs a shitload of first, and then they don't like. I, I, I just, just let it go. We're not down. rice farmers. That's not what we do. No, we this, talk about monsters. This and is something aliens. you think we would. Buy. Yeah, if, you know, you're, if you're a rice farmer, let us know. We get mad kudos for research, <laughs> and we yeah. just disappointed you right here. <laughs> yeah, totally. So they're in this fucking patty that's either evidently dry or not as moist as it ought to be. All right. I assume. Good either way, water, the UFO is yeah. motionless on the ground, and the kids are armed with runoff water and rags. I like what they're armed with. They got yeah. a bucket of runoff, and they got some rags. The group hurriedly, excuse me, the group hurriedly, <laughs> hurriedly. How the fuck do you say that word now? Hurriedly? Hurriedly? Hurriedly. Hurriedly. The group quickly covered the object. That's better. Better. With Much rags better. and poured the filthy greenish water in the bucket over it. They then turned the object over and started to fill the perforations at the base with the remainder of the liquid, apparently unconcerned with the fact that their actions may well have drowned yeah, any yeah, occupants so I'm thinking. inside. They're waterboarding the tiny they're little... Fucking, they're fucking... Yeah, now yeah. they're doing it like American kids. <laughs> yeah, I know, finally. I yeah. We don't know you and you're foreign. We're going to waterboard you. Enough of their science and measurements. Oh my God, yeah, I know. Now they're fucking Jesus. drowning the thing. Well... Just imagine being uh, in the cockpit of that thing and these goddamn kids are tossing water on you. What the fuck are you doing? We're going to get the lights ready. Here we go. Or at the very Bottle least, they could have damaged the device. As soon as the liquid entered the UFO, it began to emit a deafening noise that the boys compared to a cicada buzzing only thousands of times louder. Oh, like a security measure. It could be, yeah. or a warning, or something yeah. else. Then the interior of the object began to glow. Oh, so not the exterior right. this time. The, I guess light was coming through the holes. Okay. The youngsters were good. abruptly struck with the notion that the object might try to might try to retaliate to what it almost certainly would have perceived as an attack, and they started to back away from the stationary you UFO. You think if you should have drowned the occupants, the, the micro yeah. occupants yeah, of this thing? Yeah, gene, <laughs> like, or, or if the thing is sentient itself and you're you yeah. know, covering it and it's fucking, you know, it's gonna pull a fan, worst toxin ever, it's water. It's going to pull a, like a phantasm yeah, like, and it's going to stick you in the head with them fucking prongs. So. They should have got like a birdcage or something. Like to, to oh, keep it totally incarcerated. Keep it in, yeah. Like it got away, but it didn't say they put it in anything. Right. It just... Well, they they put it in a plastic a, bag. A plastic bag is not yeah yeah the yeah. thickest of plastic bags. Perhaps. Your basic earthen creature can most likely get out of <laughs> get out of a bag if it wanted to. Not like a worm because they're fucking pointless. But right. well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A like a mantis could kung fu its fucking way. That's true. Probably a mole would burrow through the plastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a rat will gnaw through it. So here's here's where they're continuing their downward slide from the studious use that they once were regarded to uh, the sloppy kids that they naturally were. As they backed away from the UFO, they began pelting it with stones. 
When in doubt, throw rocks, dude. Yeah, that's what I, mean, I mean, Everything devolves. That's what I do. We're the aggressors, but now like, oh, we got to yeah. defend ourselves because we're jerks. I think it's just a part of our nature is that when you're you're put in that corner and you have nothing else to do, you just grab a stone and you throw it. I mean, they covered this fucking poor thing that's just laying there in water. I know they want to keep... Listen, if I was a kid, and I'm part of this expedition, and again, I fantasized about having things like this happen, like Chris said, and you said, and I said, it's Spielbergian as fuck. We've all watched fantasy films and wanting it to happen. I would do what I could to capture it. That's what I'm I saying. I don't know. I don't. I think the, the water theory was a little shaky to begin with, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, but you can't blame them. I mean, they made the attempt. No, I mean, I get it. I get it. And no, they're I would, solid in their science, allegedly. Well, not really, because if it's an electronic device, the water's going to short it. If it's if it's sentient, you might drown it. If it's got occupants, you might kill yeah, them. Yeah, no. I would just way, but they're kids. Figured out a better way to, to keep it. So I would not have said, "Hey, guys, who's got a baggie?" Am I the only one that would have hit it with a bat when I first saw it? I think so. I yeah. don't think I would have. <laughs> just making sure. A, I would want a it box, to be, something to put it in. Yeah, I probably if it was would, anything, I would, you put I, it in a first, box. My, or, I think my first initial instinct and it's terrible and it's I mean it might speak for me as a person but I would probably just try to hit it with a stick or a bat it doesn't speak for you as a person so much as humanity as a race yeah, yeah. <laughs> sadly I think I think that fucking protocol has been the default of the human race am from I, the word go am I like the uh, the focal like the the focal level point for that where it's just like Mark is gonna go to base human instinct and hit it with a stick I think in this case <laughs> All right, absolutely because even the stones like I get I, I mean I understand like from our perspective stones not a good idea but if you actually put yourself in that situation I, we're gonna throw stones I'm almost 40 years old. I still throw stones at shit. I don't think I would. What I do think you throw I, stones at? I just yeah, No, really. Hornets? Yeah. At kids? I thought you <laughs> kids. No, I still throw <laughs> stones at shit. Oh, God. Well, don't throw stones at hornets either. That's no. a bad call. No, like, like far away hornets. I actually did read. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's why it's yeah. a missile weapon, Rob. Yeah. You, like, you're not three feet away going... <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're, 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 you're chucking yeah. them from My like... Aim I still sucks. throw stones. Yeah. No. All right. My stone throwing aside... They're chucking stones at this poor thing that they almost drown. At this point, the object stops moving. Okay. No, they fucked okay. it. The once flying object remained earthbound, and the gang reclaimed their potentially extraterrestrial quarry. Once back at Kojima's house, the young men looked through the tiny holes and noticed what appeared to be a plethora of miniature mechanisms, levers, and weird drawings. So through the perforations in the bottom, they seeing, it's like a dollhouse. It's, it's odd. Yeah, but, but it's eight by four inches. I mean, it's tiny. This is 72? 72. 72. Okay, so G.I. Joe wasn't around. I don't know what bearing that would have on it anyway. I used to think it was modified toy. Pterodrome. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Modified Pterodrome. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you guys love the Pterodrome. That's not the question. That's a great place. Yeah, that, that's still partially a theory. All right. Ian, we'll get we'll get to For all me. our theories and we'll get to other suggestions. Dude, made it's by 1972 Japan. Who knows? We all know about the Japanese toys, and they're far superior to ours. Yes, they've always been. Yes, true. Nomination. Though, if we're going to take this story at face value thus far, I don't think any of us can assume 1972 toy technology, even in the great land of the rising sun, could have risen to the level of what the performance of this thing is. I don't true. know. All right, we'll, not, we'll, all right, we'll get. It's to not it. out of the question. The intrepid youths then took more pictures and attempted to open the device by inserting a wire into one of the holes and manipulating it. Eventually, they hung the device upside down by the wire. 
Gravity pulled on the top of the dome, resulting in a slight separation between the top and bottom sections of the object. This revealed what the boys referred to as, and this is a quote, complicated electronic equipment inside the item, as well as an unidentified viscous material. This is my speculation at this point. Could this have been the liquefied remains of the pilot who, much oh, like Oz's right. Wicked Witch of the West, <laughs> melted yeah, yeah, upon yeah. contact with the H2 I, motherfucking O? Could it have been? I'm asking. Mention miniature corpse goop. <laughs> Thanks yes. for listening. That's my favorite Morbid Angel song. Necrotic goop. Necrotic that was once a sentient pilot. Sorry. Black metal movie. The heaviest of bass. Or maybe the liquid was something else. I don't know. Yeah, it was oil. Look, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, just pushing saying some theories. Deicide has a new record coming out. Miniature <laughs> space or, or miniature corpse goo might be their single. So, oh, okay. The lads then, <laughs> and this is something. This is going to make Mark proud. Their next move is really going to be right up do, at Mark's do, alley. Do they pull a Mark and just get a can opener and stab do it? They just drag and punch the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, they, do they stomp into the fucking ground because oh, they don't understand it? A romper stomper? Yeah. Do they fucking stomp because they don't understand it? The lads then, <laughs> with the dubious logic inherent that. to all middle school boys, <laughs> attempted to see how strong the exterior shell of the object was by pummeling it with a fucking hammer. <laughs> so That's what Mark would do. Yeah. There you go. Oh. We call that the old hammered smashed face. Yes, dun, indeed. Dun, dun, dun. Well for said. all you Campbell Corpse fans out there, and thank I know you there's much. a lot of them. They discovered that even the thinnest parts of the light metal remained unblemished no matter how hard they hit it. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty this cool. seems to be a fairly common trait of materials recovered at alleged UFO crash sites. The True. Roswell thing had that memory yeah. metal that you scrunched it up and then yep. unfolded. Like smooth, you know, as if it wasn't mylar crushed up. Yeah, mylar can do that. Yeah. Tinfoil cannot, however. I, no, it cannot. Extraterrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you trying to assert that uh, aluminum foil is a technology we gained from the aliens, good sir? I'm not asserting anything, though. I'm pretty seriously implying it with the tone of my voice. <laughs> nice. Reynolds rap cannot be of this earth. <laughs> All right, much like the octopus. Of the sea. Oh, my God. Yeah. Scientists calling octopus aliens. That's the whole that? thing. Yeah, that, I did. We'll yeah. deal with that at some Whatever. point in the future. You know what, though? What, what the only thing, side note, that's cool about that? Cthulhu confirmed. Oh, yeah. There Done. you go. Inter- Lovecraft. Interdimensional Cthulhu confirmed. Profit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. At this point, the boys decided to try yet another scientifically suspect experiment by putting the UFO into the oven to see what kind of temperatures it could withstand. Oh, fuck's sake. Wow. All right. All right, so they're going next level. With oh this. yeah, they took the okay. They okay. This went from Spielberg to Saw. It yeah. really, <laughs> fucking, really did. fucking quick. This turned into like a fucking mortician record in a fucking heartbeat. All of a sudden, oh, they're like taking a hammer man. to it, and then so they're putting heat to it. Now they're putting heat to okay, it. Now it's not a microwave, so we're not dealing with radiation. We're just dealing with a, a standard stove, a standard nineteen seventy two stove. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oven. Well, oven. If, if the occupants weren't fucking corpse goo, they're they're gonna be oven baked corpse goo. Oven baked. <laughs> 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 I can't even do it. I want to see the vocals, but I can't. 
I can't do it. God damn it. Before <laughs> it got to the temperatures that the boys were hoping to achieve, however, Kojima's mother, Eiko Katsuka, wisely put the kibosh on the whole experiment. Thank God for uh, mom. Thank God for mom. Oh, she came in and, and maybe saved what was left of the viscous necrotic <laughs> goo that was once the pile. Yeah, I'd be figured that at that point, though, that, you know. No, he's probably fucking done. Yeah. She also refused to allow them to store it in her refrigerator, which the boys believed might prevent the UFO from escaping once again due to the chilly temperatures. Good idea. Good I idea. mean, all right, yeah, I can see. Or, I you mean, know, like Chris's idea, birdcage or any kind of type of cage. A cage. A cage. Box. The gang then... A box, a cardboard box. Fucking box. Yeah, fucking box, yeah. Seriously. The gang then a sack. to the fairly sage conclusion that the device was likely some kind of remote-controlled surveillance mechanism of unknown origin. Some sort of drone, perhaps? That's, well, I don't know well, if drone it's... was in the lexicon of the common student at that point, but yes, in the parlance of our time, yeah. a drone. Nice. It was then that they decided it was time to reveal their cherished mystery mechanism to their classmates the following week. <gasps> Show and tell? Mm-hmm. Nice. But before putting it away for the night, they wrapped it in additional rags under the naive impression that it would prevent the thing from leaking any atomic radiation. So <laughs> What? Wait, no, what? let's just establish this. See? See? Wait a minute. What? In case you're wondering... The water was incapacitated Godzilla. because the thing or its occupants feared water, <laughs> but the rags they brought, keep the, the radiation rags, out? that's what's going to keep you from getting the cancers at the night when you're sleeping next to the irradiated fucking yeah. alien craft. I don't think that's how because radiation rags works. Prevent, that's what they covered Chernobyl in. Save the day. Is this what happened Read with the, your books. Is this what happened with the Kyoto? Is that how the whole Kyoto incident happened? Someone took the rag off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Those bastards. Son of a bitch. Yeah. All right. I'm not, I mean, I can, I can, you're Japanese. You have an undue reason to be afraid of atomic radiation. I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thinking rags are going to prevent the spread of rads. You are making a grave miscalculation. Rags don't present, prevent shit from doing shit a big and, and that's my rags prevent rads girl on. <laughs> yeah that's the movement rags prevent rats <laughs> rads oh rads yeah yeah it was on posters everywhere when we were kids yeah. you don't remember no no it's <laughs> the object was then given <laughs> to Seo and mori for safekeeping while the rest returned home for dinner and chores the young watchmen, feeling that the object was secure in the room with them, relaxed for an evening of comic book consumption and the anticipation of the notoriety that would greet them and their cohorts oh, the following what Monday. What do you think they were reading in fucking... Yeah. Place? What do you think sweet they were reading? Manga. Maybe, maybe they were reading that sweet, like, uh, remember that old 60s Batman comic that they did oh, in Japan? Oh, when they, when they fought, when he fought... Mr. Uh, Death or Mr. something? Death, yeah, the, the dude mm, let the cool skull yeah. out yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Let's just, for our own what, hopes and dreams, think they were doing that. But there was probably some cool traditional I mean, 70... manga. Hey, what was around there? Was like Shonen Jump around there? Was Kamen Rider around? Was Harlock? It was in the form Harlock of manga, I think then, it was. was. No, Captain Harlock was well, in the, the 80s. Well, the original series was 71 or 2. Because so Gun oh, yeah. Gundam maybe? was the 80s. Harlock was the Mala. 80s. I think we're going down a geek hole I that might be are. just yeah, too yeah, deep yeah. for Can everyone Can we just feel like they were even like, like the Fantastic Four? Do you really need them to be reading American Marvel comics? That's true. I'm trying to push my. I'm my. But there's still the. I'm, I'm pushing there's God's, my Eurocentrism around them. Yeah. Oh yeah, to fuel the imagination. Yeah. They're reading sweet comics. I want to read cool comics in the '70s, but I can't because I wasn't alive. I know. It's tough. I wasn't even alive. 
Oh, you weren't seventy two. None, none, none of us were. We were all in the guff. No, you made it. With, what month I was, was it? Born. Were you alive? July fourteenth, oh, so nineteen hundred. Yeah, you were barely there. You were barely there. I, yeah, you were barely season senior. Yeah, you were sort of a baby. Yeah, no, I, I made it through half of seventy two. Yeah, you did. Maybe it was me in that. Do you remember it? Could have been. <laughs> yeah, it yeah I remembered some fuckface pouring water on me and hitting yeah, me with a hammer before I was reborn in a yep. human body. Yeah. So you, you, you were born in seventy two. Yeah. I, I wouldn't lie about okay, it. Okay, and then I, I came along eight years later. Yes, yeah. you did. Weird. So you were already like a fucking grown ass kid playing with shit now when I was born. Yeah. yeah. I love you. You're the best. Yeah. It's true. I had mad Star Wars action figures when you were just a gestating zygote. Yeah, it's true. I remember Reagan. <laughs> I remember Carter. I vague, I have vague recollections. Of I Carter. remember Reagan, sort of. I don't remember a lot. Well, he was around for a while. I mean, yeah. early Reagan, like, yeah, being elected. When the rest, <laughs> when the rest of the group, Mark Young, <laughs> later that evening, when the rest of the group returned later that evening to check on their discovery, they were all dismayed to discover that beneath the pile of rags there was nothing to be found. Except for the radiation See, now, that the rags the have seeped fuck? up. The kids are sitting there reading their comic books. They have two friends watching out for it while the other kids have to go do their household you, shit. You can't trust kids. I know, but you, yeah. you have to assume but they that were, it's it was in be a, safe. I'm, it was in a bag before, right? I'm assuming a sealed bag. It wasn't a sealed bag before. And a fact sack and escaped. Well, yeah, I because it's... it's hacking. <laughs> but they just think a couple of rags are going to keep it from fucking what, getting away? Was that New England, Chris? Is that what I, I just know. heard? Well, maybe the rags was, were moistened and they assumed the water would incapacitate it. Was just so, it was so heavy, you couldn't fucking get out of the wet rags. I don't know. I mean, these kids are on the right track. They got the right they, idea. No, they were Well, for somewhere. every good idea they have, they seem to have, like, two really shitty ones. But they're kids. I mean, yeah, I... Yeah, no, I get it. But they're teenagers. As an adult, I have... For every good idea I have, I have six bad ideas. That's and true. I, I'm, a, I'm a grown-ass man. But these are Japanese kids, and we expect better of That's them. That's true. We do. We're we do. sloppy. They're yeah. fucking... They got they it are, on the ball. We are a sloppy bunch. All right. After a fruitless search, the boys reached the inescapable conclusion that their mini saucer had once again flown the coop. A few hours later, Kojima and Mori were playing ball at Mori's house. Kojima lunged over the fence, pursuing the ball, and much to his surprise and delight, stumbled across the still immobile UFO. Kojima and Mori swiftly absconded back into the house with their recovered saucer. At this juncture, juncture, excuse me, the comrades shrewdly decided that they should mark the silver dome with paint, lest it pull another disappearing act. This would, this would be to confirm that they were actually capturing the same UFO over and over again, rather than disparate though indistinguishable machines. Mm. Smart, though I don't think the paint's going to necessarily help them hold on to it. The boys had lost and found the object so many times by this point, they naturally assumed that if it vanished, it would again turn up near the rice field or in one of their backyards. The final incident regarding the Kira UFO occurred on the evening of September 22nd when the crew gathered for a bike ride into Kochi City. It was decided in advance that they would all take turns carrying the device, which they no longer left unattended. Mm. To further prevent its escape, Maury determined that the UFO would be sealed in a plastic bag full of water. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. Which they continued to assume had some sort of restraining effect on the apparatus. As if that weren't enough. <laughs> I know. The now obsessive youths also tied a piece of string from the oh, knot yeah. to the water-filled bag. I'm sorry. 
As if that weren't enough, the obsessive youths now tied a piece of string from the not-on-the-water-filled bag to the wrist of whoever was carrying it to ensure that it would never escape again. The bag containing the UFO was then placed in a duffel bag and inserted into the bicycle basket of the first carrier, and the gang set off. The bag switched from rider to rider as they tore through the city until it ended up in the basket of its last caretaker, whose name was not revealed. As they're riding, they're transferring. They're just stopping and switching it up. I don't know why. This harkens harkens back to Shin Godzilla with the overly complicated plan to incapacitate said Godzilla. (laughs) Maybe it's the Japanese way. I think you're right. Is this the bureaucracy bleeding into the kids? Maybe they're all thinking, like, only I have the power. To maintain the saucers' yeah. incarceration. What does, what does it changing it to the to a different rider in a bag full of water with it tied to your wrist? What no, is no it? it's a bag full of water tied to a, a rope to your wrist inside of a sealed duffel bag. So let's not forget the duffel bag barrier. That's <laughs> a significant addition to the security I think, measures. again, Chris is dead on with a birdcage. Or some form of, I don't know, like a muskrat cage? Well, I'm thinking Do at they this have, point, like, rodent traps? I'm sure, though I don't know if they have muskrat cages, but why not? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. All right. Overly complicated, but solid plan. The buddies continued their journey until they neared a local bicycle repair shop. At that moment, the final rider claimed that he felt his wrist, the one attached via string to the bag, wrenched with immense force, nearly yanking him off his bike. Oh, it's taken off. He instantly shouted out to his friends who skidded to a halt ahead of them. Ahead of him, excuse me. The boys frantically opened the satchel and untied the string and the knots on the plastic bag, but when they looked inside, they found that even though the knots had not been tampered with, the tiny UFO was nowhere to be found. The boys would never see the object again. So, sealed so bag, sealed duffel bag. It can tell. Well, that kind of seemed like the way it was. It was in a backpack once. Not really, though. Like, I mean, well, rags. But but if it was in a sealed room, I assume they didn't have like a wide open, unscreened window that they were both ignoring, and it just flew out from beyond is the rags. Is this rag. one of the fireplaces? That is one of the original photos of That's the an thing. original one too. Yeah. There. Okay. Huh. So here's okay. here's the thing. There's been speculation that it could be anything from a child's potty device to a a watering uh, can like, filled with radio components. But the the well, if those are real pictures of it, then that's those look like none of those things. None of those things. I agree. And yeah, the, and the scientists that look at it looked at it. The one that didn't pay enough attention. The picture that we're looking at, I that's not. I mean, I. <laughs> I, it's odd. They're really yeah. detailed photographs. Uh, the photos are pretty looks good. Like, I mean, I've heard people say like it's a salt and pepper shaker or something. It is a unique thing, but the photographs mm. are no joke. They're thorough. The kids really thoroughly no, documented. They, they actually it. got a pretty solid picture of. All right, it. we're gonna um, we're gonna dip into a few more things really quick, okay. and then we're gonna wrap this up. In case people are thinking, all right, there's these five, six kids, whatever it is, and, and they're seeing it, and this is interesting, maybe it's a advanced hoax, whatever. There was another event with a, another witness, a little girl at this point, that happened four years later. So we'll deal with this really quick. 
On the evening of June 6th, 1976, just four years after the Kira incident, a nine-year-old girl named Sachiko Oyama from the village of Agawa went outside to find her pet cat when she noticed a small yellow luminous object floating in the eastern sky. Oyama walked into the middle of the street to afford herself a better view. It was then that she saw the unusual object descend in a nearby wooded grove. Overcome by curiosity, the young girl followed the UFO to the edge of the tree line. It was then that the object allegedly hit a tree and proceeded to silently land on the pavement near her feet, at which point it emitted a hissing sound. Not the hissing. greatest piloting move ever, but yeah. Yeah, not good. Oyama would later describe the object as resembling a silver hat that was about seven inches in diameter. Mm. A familiar description, to say the least. Interesting. The courageous girl bent over and touched the object, which she claimed was covered with a slimy substance. Dead alien. That stuck <laughs> to her finger. <laughs> like the boys who encountered the virtually identical <laughs> object in Kira, Oyama suddenly found herself overwhelmed by fear. She turned and began to run for the safety of her home, but when she glanced over her shoulder, she noticed that the downed device had started to glow yellow once again. Oyama watched in disbelief as the UFO rose, spun counterclockwise three times, then shot skyward and out of view. This unique case remained largely unknown to the general public until, or these cases I should say, May of 2004 when UFO Comics published an illustrated retelling of the strange series of events. This manga introduced the Kira event and the second event to a new generation of UFO enthusiasts garnering it a cult following not only in Japan but across the world. Due to the buzz surrounding the Kira encounter in 2007, a full 35 years after the events in question, Shinchiro Namiki, the director of the Japan Space Phenomenon Society, reopened the investigation. The head of the JSPS Osaka chapter, Kazuo Hayashi was sent to speak with the remaining eyewitnesses and confirmed that they all maintained the veracity of their original accounts. Hayashi also confirmed that the then 40-year-old Oyama still stood by her story in 2007. It was then that Hayashi put forth the hypothesis that these flying objects were actually interdimensional vehicles that had temporarily lost their way after slipping into our realm. Whether these objects were interstellar, interdimensional, or terrestrial technology of unknown origin... The fact remains that these devices, and these are just two points and we'll end it on, managed to fly with precision without the use of any recognizable propulsion system, and two, appeared to be capable of evasive maneuvers and resisted every attempt made to incarcerate it and even displayed a desire to defend itself by utilizing brilliant lights and loud noises. This indicates that they were either controlled by unidentified intelligences or, bizarre as it may seem, may have been sentient, non-organic life forms. Mm. And there we wrap it up. Th those are my two theories. Okay. But, but right. what cannot be denied is that they did, f if, if you're taking this at face value, right. these things flew without any reasonable well, propulsion objectively, system. yes, they flew. And, and, did, and did like hairpin maneuvers like a bat pursuing insects, at least according to, to Sayo early on. And, and even the other eyewitnesses, they saw it try to evade them. It was able to emit different lights sure. even though there was no obvious um, lighting mechanism on it make right. sounds <clears throat> so f there's a lot there's a, there's a lot of questions to ask with this well a and lot we, unlike most things we cover we do have photos yeah 
which quite is, a few of which them. Which is interesting, yeah. Um, we're looking at the photos now via Google, so I'll have to have you let me know which ones. Is this an OG original? That is an original photo, yes. Man, that is weird. It is an odd that's thing. One, yeah, it's that's one. really... It, it looks like something uh, forged on Earth, really. It doesn't intrinsically I mean, seem no, extraterrestrial. No, it, it, it doesn't. It looks... Uh, if you just saw the front of that without the back and it was mounted, it looks like a speaker. It does. An it old speaker does. that could yeah. have been mounted. Except those odd etchings on it. Yeah. I mean, it does look Other like a silver that, hat. But Flat does. on top, it like really an does. arched yeah. sort yeah. of dome. It's more like a, a big, brim. more like a pilgrim hat. Yeah. Yeah, no. that, that looks like a pilgrim hat. That's fair. Yeah. That is a fair assessment. It's weird. But it sort of like to your point though, it does kind of look like a speaker. Like sort of. But if sort it could of, fly yeah, sort of. and it could emit lights and sounds, that to me now, takes it to, like that I think is a replica. Okay. All right. I'm making sure. All right. What what I don't what I what I can't understand is assuming it can do these things, how could it do these things? And the and the options seem to be pretty Yeah, yeah pretty simple it's either intelligently controlled drone though it seems to me to be much in advance to what could have been done in 72 and even now because if you saw something like that it doesn't have propellers it doesn't have wings it doesn't have no this engine not that's evident. um yeah it's certainly not aerodynamic <laughs> yeah or it's being piloted by someone or something. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can't I mean, make that's out probably the last thing I, I kind of agree at, at most it's something controlled by like, something like a probe or something. Yeah, I don't think it was. And and the third and the most absurd in some ways, um, going back to your batteries not included reference, a sentient non-organic entity. Yeah, I don't. I don't. There's no evidence that for any of them. But you have to think, how well, could this thing fly? And, it did react though, and like, it reacted well, to the people approaching. Well, that's it that's did, yeah. not. But that's, no, Chris is right. That's not necessarily an indication of sentient of a sentient. Well, no, that's not. So you don't you don't know that that's how what that reaction was. Right, it's true. You know that's what I true. mean? You can say everyone can say that it flew. All right, so objectively, but you can't uh, say that that's the reason what that did. Let's start this off with uh, these kids' hoax in it. Okay. <coughs> Kinda. Well, it's entirely possible, but it, like it is. But I mean, it seems like it's a lot to do. Well, it's well a what lot. would be the reason behind it, I guess? Well, like, yeah, I mean, if, I mean, you, I, if, if you're going to hoax it, what ultimately is your end goal? I guess maybe, all right, notoriety. Okay. Say you want to be seen. I mean, these there's probably photographs of them published in, in papers right. at the time. Now, granted, um, the story didn't get a ton of traction until decades later in the 21st century. Right. But I'm sure it got a little bit of play. And, and, you know, so kids just, you know, they make a conspiracy. They're like, let's get famous. We'll say that uh, it did all these things. We'll confirm it with each other. And then it keeps disappearing. Therefore, we never really need to attribute it or give it to authorities. That would make sense. But here's the weird thing to me. All of these kids, 40 years later, are still with it. None of them yeah. are like saying, oh, my God, I forgot all about that. Yeah, we were just fucking around. Yeah. It was no, just dumb shit. Or Sayo is the one that came up with the idea, and he right. told the rest of us. And, you know, if one or two of them wanted to maintain the ruse, but all of them, yeah. I find that to be pretty fucking dubious. It is a possibility, but. It is a possibility. Much to your point, though, that that many years later, they're still sticking to it. And you also have to include Oyama's sighting, the, the little girl who saw something four years later. Yeah. Now, you could also say she read an account in a newspaper or somebody right. told her about it, right. and she was 
followed suit. Faking yeah. her own thing. But, but of course, you can always say that. Right. Skeptics are always, <laughs> always, and I don't mean skeptics in the sense of people with a hearty sense of, uh, you know, Skepticism, incredulity, <laughs> skepticism. Yes, people that are like, all right, let's let's look at the facts. I mean, like debunkers. Right. They're always going to find a way to shit on it and be like, no, it can't be. It's a liar telling a lie to a bunch of other liars, lying town lie. Yeah, fuck. well, oh, what a liar country. But, but yeah, the fact that this little girl saw the same thing and that all of these people, including the little girl, forty years later, were like, no, this That's is legitimate deal. shit that we saw. To me, at least adds a note of veracity to the proceedings. Right. So, so there's our So there's the idea for a hoax. Coverage and a hoax. I right. don't I don't think so myself, but there it is. So then then it becomes what is this thing? If if it, if it had mechanisms that could make it fly and I think that's why the the uh, Fujimoto I think the the elder scientist was like shit, I really wish I had looked at this more thoroughly. Yeah. It, we would know. But the photographs don't show anything. No, not at all. But like the, the dots on the bottom, the I mean, this thing looks are, heavy. They're interesting. Though. No, I, I feel like uh, that adds a new thing. Like once they say they looked in, they saw some like a dollhouse type <laughs> no, thing. Well, they, I'm they just said like, they saw levers, mechanisms, and drawings etched on the inside. Yeah, right. that's specifically along what they with said. the goo. And yes, viscous. I, mean, yeah, I don't know what viscous levers goo. could be. I mean, if they just saw some stuff that looked like levers, if they didn't know electronics, no, right. it could be any. Sort right, of a, your, your be, mind goes. It to could be like circuits a, and capacitors, and you would like, think it's like a lever or something. Sure. So, yeah. but even if this thing was legitimately full of circuits, capacitors, boards, sure. How whatever, does it? How the fuck is it flying? Right. How yeah. does it? Uh, like it that would, part doesn't make a lick of sense. It can't fly. This thing can't fucking fly. No, it would be some. I mean, there's nothing saying that there. It's not being piloted by something. No. Well, I mean, well, regardless of the, there's being something in it, how how is it doing what it's doing? Is, is that's the, it, the question? Yeah. Unless it is literally technology that beyond we the pale, completely don't understand where it's either like uh, electromagnetism or fuck all knows what some some level of physics we can't wrap our head around right. that this whoever created this piece of technology does understand, and so it, they can use it to make its three pounds become lighter than air and they can use it to make yeah. the shell actually illuminate and, and 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 send off beams of light and and fuck with physics in general yeah, it doesn't look like their light could be coming from anywhere yeah, like, nothing that looks like dull yeah, pewter. It's, it's black just and white solid, photos it's, granted but still no it, i mean you can see from the top that there's nothing it's solid yeah there's nowhere for light i mean i suppose <sighs> Where yeah, where would it like I don't know the force it would literally would take from like just a f- a fan in something to make something float even a little bit you know what I mean right I have no idea I mean, I'm not a physicist I'm not saying that's what it is no I'm right. just in my my mind I'm trying to think what on earth could have been in this I, thing I understand the road you're going down but the the tiny perforations no I, I'm no, I'm just saying in that small don't segment yell at me. I mean the the perforations <laughs> are just. <laughs> We had a specific no, it's, number. No, it's weensy. That's it's seven inch, in four it, inches. Yeah, it's, it's it's like right. It's in seven. No, it's, top, it's four by eight. I think. Yeah, I think it was, was four it tall, right? eight, eight wide. No, it was eight tall, four wide. No, I think the wasn't other it way. weird. Like it I was, thought it was weird, weird too. I thought it was four. Oh, like I thought yeah, I thought something? it was eight two, but eight tall too. Where are those other pictures that have not that view? Because it looked like the hat was really tall. See, and it looks like the bottom. See how weensy the bottom is compared to. Yeah, it's. But that I mean, still doesn't look like four by eight. But 
They, they look like they're almost the same Either size. Either way, angle, but. The, the little, the little uh, square that it's has like one the or holes. two inches, maybe yeah, exactly. at most. That no matter what kind of a fan device you have blowing through those little holes, it would not be enough to lift it. I think even an inch. I mean, you're. T- I mean, in '72, like in '72, probably. Not, what no. type of RC car tech are we talking about? Even in the land of the ultimate technology, which is Japan, even though they're always a few years ahead. I'm not sure if they were that evolved. I don't know. You know, unless this is something where, and I'm totally going off in a fucking rabbit hole, skeptical. Like, if this is something that the government was working on with some form of drone technology, which could be powered by fans or whatnot, which, like, my son has a drone. Which is like the Millennium Falcon, which is strictly fans. Oh yeah, right. It's just these little tiny. But it's multiple fans. Yes, it is. The yes. the only place this could have a fan is in, like Chris in, was saying in the center, two inch yeah. panel in the center. Yeah. There's nothing that could allow it to change direction. No, that's true. That's true. And, and so none of that would apply. Uh, I mean, to it, this. I guess it could change. No, it couldn't. No, uh, maybe. Well, it's, there's seemingly nothing in the picture to show that it could alter anything. From the evidence from that we, yeah, gravity from the, and wind, from like, the there's evidence nothing that we to make have, it, there's no indication of anything being able to maneuver it whatsoever. It looks like a pilgrim hat right there. It, it really, really does. does look like a pilgrim hat. It looks like a fucking belt yeah. buckle. It looks like a pilgrim hat. Yeah, <laughs> kind of does. does. Yeah. This is interesting because um, it's just such a weird fucking shape. The like, hoax why, angle why? doesn't really. There's nothing to gain. And. Notoriety the sto- and ridicule. The story is solid. They haven't recanted on it. They didn't it at recant. All. No, they didn't. Um, I mean, unless they're just holding to that couple pictures they got and whatever zine coverage they got from the UFO. Yeah, but they didn't scene. get any yeah. real popularity until what was it, two thousand four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the when the comic book was published, and then two thousand seven is when the investigation was reopened. So here's the other thing. Even though it didn't show up on rainy days, and apparently, I don't know if it thrived in water, it apparently did not stop it from uh, making its escapes, even when it was in a water-filled bag. So this thing could, again, whether or not it can fly, it can clearly teleport outside of duffel bags and plastic seals. (laughs) You know, whether or not the rags negated its radioactive, you know... Rads, dude, factors. fucking rads. It, the, yeah. Nothing could really stop from moving. So it moves. The water didn't apparently kill whatever was in it. If it did have pilots, what the fuck? Like, seriously? How I, tiny would you have to be? I, I, yeah, I'm not. What are you? I don't subscribe. Or is it the slime? Is the slime itself a life form, like a blob-like life form that can just assume whatever shape it needs to and maybe... Fill the crevices and no, do whatever it maybe. has to. We don't know. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying I believe that's the case, or is it possibly sentient? Because these things are making con- this. Well, this one specifically, but even the Oyama one as well, are making controlled maneuvers. They seem to be aware of the people or the things that are around it. They're actively trying to avoid it. They're making loud sounds and bright lights to scare people away. They're trying to escape whenever they're captured. All of this smacks of intelligent control. It seems like there's something. Well, or it, something's yes. can is monitoring it through that thing. Exactly. And they can see what's going on, right. regardless Which of whether me, it's remote or but, piloted. But it's that still would still intelligence. be intelligent. Control, well, I'm not saying yeah. that in itself is not intelligent. Oh, I don't know. I I, I don't necessarily that's, think it is. That's what that's what I'm saying. But just I, to clarify, because I don't think that in itself is. I'm not right. entirely sure it's not. I, I'll be honest. Well, that's I what I thought I you were just know. saying. No, I just I'm just saying that I would say that assuming that everything we know is accurate. It is intelligently controlled, whether remotely, 
piloted or sentient itself. Yeah. There right. is an intelligence behind because it wouldn't do these things. If it was sure. just a mechanized thing that somehow got away, some prototype of factory was building Christ knows of what. Yeah. And it was just making weird motions on its own, then it would not sure. do the things it did right. in active you know, the participating with the people that were trying to capture it and trying to get away. And as, and again, where would the illumination come from? Where would the sounds Illuminati. come from? How so, would it fucking fly? So just to uh, indulge my interdimensional uh, <laughs> angle here. Which is what the main investigator yeah, came why, to the conclusion how do they? But what led them to that conclusion? My did problem is I, I haven't actually been able to come across. I found people that have read the report that have reported on it, but I've not been able to find even a Japanese language version of it that I could get right. translated. Yeah. I would love to figure out how he came to this conclusion. Now, he seems to think, um, and what was the guy's name? Uh, Hayashi. Right. He seems to think uh, that that this is an interdimensional vehicle that had temporarily lost its way and slipped into our realm. Okay. And and probably Oyama one was the same thing. Either the same exact vehicle right, right, or right, right. another one from the same place. Which is, I mean, a theory that you can apply to almost anything. What makes me curious? Really? Yes. You're yeah, right, because that's, that's a big, that's like, you know, like like our a diabetes yeah, hallucination. No, look at, I dude, I, shrooms. Crazy shit. Yeah, yeah I, shroom, I, dude, yeah. I am pro psilocybin, pro interdimensional, pro uh, reptoid, MD, rep, reptilian, draconian, dracos, uh, MDMA, whatever. I am pro psychedelic, reptilian, MMA, interdimensional, I was monster trucks, UFC, yeah. wait, how do we WWE. get to MMA and W... Regardless, yeah, no, I don't. No, there's no monster trucks. There's no, there's no UFC. Monster trucks are the coolest <laughs> trucks. You have to admit, there's no monster trucks. No there's no UFC. At least it was named Bigfoot in its heyday. Grave digger. That's a cool one too. I saw a dude today yeah, actually with a grave digger shirt, and it was like an old school '80s shirt. I, I cannot like, believe that, dude. That's unbelievable. Well, wait, wait, the truck or the the band? The grave diggers? No, grave digger, the band. No, no, it was the truck. Oh, it was right. the Grave Digger truck. What so, was the other one? Like R- Robozilla or I don't know the other truck. Oh yeah, the well, no, that the, the one that transformed into the yeah. big fucking thing. Yeah, and like shot fire and shit. Fuckzilla or whatever. Yeah, they, they, they used to Fuckzilla. fight all across yeah. the nation. It was like Constable. the Globetrotters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they only yeah. played against one team. Metal Art yeah, Lemon. I know. There you go. Well, the Washington <laughs> generals or generals. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess the interdimensional thing. Is obviously always on the table, like yeah. whether the well, it's always on the table. Dude, Satan pilots a UFO. Sure, let's go back to that story. Here's here's the question I'm Ooh. interested in: like, why is it fucking up? Because when they find it, more often than not, it is not that they down it. It's not that they snag it out of midair and wrestle it to the ground. No, it it's just, that for some reason it. it is incapacitated. Yeah. Oyama actually, the the little girl. Well, they did water saw it hit though. a tree. Yeah, but after it was already down. Well, that's true. That's so true. so there, it seems like there's something wrong. So let's say for interdimensional theorists' sake, that maybe something about the physics of that dimension where this thing could fly heartily sort of works here, but not quite. And again, right. I know I'm pissing in the wind, and and like it, it's functioning enough. Because it seems to be definitely, if not self-aware, at least has pilots or is being piloted by something that's aware. It's trying to stay away from things. So it's trying to function defensively like an animal might. But right. it can't. But like a wounded animal, it can't quite get itself up. It's just lashing out at its surroundings. Yeah. Kind of. It really yeah. does. Well, it I seems mean, like an incapacitated animal. Imagine, like if there was sh- imagine if there were, we knew there was shit on Mars and we programmed uh, 
the thing that's up there now. The, the rover. The rover yeah. Yeah. To have some sensors right. and just gave it these complicated heuristics so it knew when it sensed something was around. Right. To, yeah. to just do some shit, right? And if it fucked up a little bit and it was just partially injured... It, right. it would be trying to maybe correct itself constantly and maybe yeah. get captured yeah. fucked up. You know what I mean? And well, That actually makes more sense to me than anything else. The idea of this being a a rover from another world, sure. an exploratory yeah, probe. Yeah, some sort of drone, yeah. Makes, and here's the other thing, too, that we should mention, and this is something that I wrote in my personal notes. Who's to say that the unusual markings on the base of the UFO were not intended to be a message for humanity, much like the ones we etched into the gold-plated disc on Voyager 1 for citizens of the galaxy to discover? In that oh, sense... Oh, you know, nice if this, angle. If I this like is it. a combination of Voyager in the sense that we're trying to tell you something about us, right. waves for water, some flying thing, who knows yeah. what. And, and like Chris said... A damaged rover, because, I mean, traveling these kinds of distances, whether they're interplanetary, uh, interlinear, if it's time, interdimensional, m- could probably take its toll, and it's functioning toughly. But like like Chris said, maybe it's just pre-programmed to try to function and, and stay away from dangerous things and continue its mission. Maybe it's part message, part just a way for this other species to assess our world. Who's, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, you know what? I, I don't know, but... Yeah. But that theory kind of makes sense. If you look at what we have done and what we will do as far as sending things out... Sending something robotic always makes more sense it, than well, yeah, risking totally. life. Yeah, oh, totally, yeah. Totally. We do it. I mean, we've had so yeah. many you know, rovers and probes being sent to the rovers on Mars and moon. Well, I don't know if we have any rovers on the moon. We've had probes on the moon. Maybe the Russians sent one. Is there a rover now? Yeah, there's nothing. The rover was only on any. Mars. I, yeah, I think so too. What's on the moon, though? Do we have? We don't have we there's have a flag. Yeah, there's a flag. I'm, I'm supposedly. I'm sorry. Doves. Supposedly. Alleged moon. Yes, alleged yeah. moon. Yes. Uh, the alleged flag on the alleged moon. I don't listen. I don't believe. And the alleged universe on the alleged nothing. planet Earth. I don't believe in nothing. That Flat I... dish Earth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Flat dish Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, more inclined to think this is robotic than anything I, else. You know, I'm no, gonna, I'm, rover I'm sounds good to me. I'm going to agree with you. Yes. Which I, doesn't mean it can't be AI. No, it, of very well, it, of some kind. it could totally sort, be AI. Perhaps, it but, could be self-aware in the sense that it's trying to preserve itself. Uh, consider that where we are right now as in technologically in, in, in as a species speaking, that we are like years from having Amazon drones. This and I know that I have, in the past, I have rallied. And cheered on the oncoming Amazon drone. Yeah, no, you wanted it so bad. I'm like, that's a nightmare. I did. And now, I think as an older statesman, as an elder <laughs> statesman, I'm reconsidering my stance. Dude, it was like last year. It really yeah. wasn't that long. <laughs> I know. It was it's like not last like it was year. It doesn't take me long to grow and change. I sometimes I'm like, uh, see a video where there's a drone that has a flamethrower on it, and it's hitting something on an electrical line. Oh, yeah, I'm I saw like, that. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? This might not be a good idea because it's not going to just bring me toys and shit that I need for my computer. It right. might bring death from yeah, above. Yeah, you're going to get six pistols. <laughs> <laughs> in your eyes. Oh, there's that. In your eyes. So <laughs> my gut instinct tells me that this is some sort of exploratory drone. That kind of makes sense. But. You don't want it to be. I don't want it to be. You're, what the, do you want The it heart to be? of your cards. <laughs> I'm playing with the Queen of Hearts right now, all right? I want it 
to be some sort of interdimensional thing because that's my bag that I but hold. Why can't it be an interdimensional drone? Why can't it be both? It, it very well could be, but I have zero you, facts to you well, theory we none to of back us have up. Facts. You will never have a fact. It's true. We have true. Training, <laughs> I'm going black to black and white photos yeah. and testimony that's as removed a, by forty five fucking years. As a man that can change and grow with the times, I'm just gonna stick with an intergalactic drone. I'm not going to go interdimensional. Okay. No? Intergalactic. Intergalactic drone. Well, like we were saying, right. with this confluence of what's happening in 21st century human uh, history life. of AI, robotics technology, uh, just what we've been able to achieve in this with this imminent singularity uh, that you know people threaten. Fucking mushrooms, MDMA. All of that happening. Who can who can even speculate? When other cultures have reached this, and and if you have, what what better way to actually communicate and learn about the cosmos than to send out sentient drones? Yeah, things that can think for themselves, try to defend themselves, that have basic protocols like Asimov's laws. You know, you don't hurt things, you don't you don't do permanent damage. You try to you know do whatever your protocols are based on the culture that created you, and. But you can think and you can function and you do your best to survive while recording as much information as possible. Yeah. And it gets a little yeah. damaged in the journey and it's just flipping around in some goddamn rice paddy and kids keep capturing it and have the thrill of a lifetime and a story to tell for generations and it just manages to get away to return to wherever the fuck it has to go to give its information. And basically all it's talking about is like hammers and ovens and fucking yeah, ridiculous this thing, shit. This thing reports back like, well, these this shit started off good and then quickly yeah. de-evolved because these fucking hairless monkeys don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be a real favorable report no. on the human race. No, 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 no. And I expect no, 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 better no. of the Japanese. <laughs> I yeah, really well, do. you know, that's why, you know, <laughs> start off Someone said, which culture are you going to put forward? I, like, would, uh, I would be quick to vote for them. I yeah, really would. Yeah, I be would like, too. all right, yeah, let, you yeah. can rep us in the intergalactic fucking summit. But yeah. they fucked it up this time. Yeah. They're kids, but time. still, they I mean, fucked it up. I know my spot in this uh, in this hierarchy of humans, and I'm not the person you want to be there in the front line greeting, greeting the extraterrestrials. Oh, no, I'm I not at all. I don't think any of us would probably be the number I one. Think you, you'd be, you, I think you and Chris do a pretty good job. <sighs> you guys oh, are pretty man. solid. Depends, depends, man. No, I think you guys are both pretty solid to do it. Hey. I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. It's the three of us or it's nobody. Yeah, yeah if we're not all the emissaries, none of us are the I emissaries. I can live tweet it for you guys since you guys aren't on Twitter. I can live tweet it for you what? guys. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Could you imagine like, I don't a fucking, fuck up and do something wrong. an Andromeda strain old scenario, you know, like where the helicopter just oh. shows up and is like, your husband just became a very important man. Yeah. And they like whisk him away. Like fucking government copters came down. There's like Chris a like, alien or something. Chris Mark. You yeah. Know? yeah. You're, you're the ambassadors to a new yeah, world. See. It was. It was see. You were chosen in a special fucking technique to, yeah. you know, just enough about this. You're just open minded Dude, I know. Enough. When you, we occasionally see the army chopper and he goes by, but like it just keeps getting louder. You're like, well, wow, that's really fucking close. <laughs> and you go, it's just in the parking lot. Fuck. <laughs> Why is that here? And they start, <laughs> oh, shit. That's not the destiny I'm looking for. Every time a, a, a chopper lands, I think of, uh, was it Commando? Right, with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes, where yeah. the government guy comes yeah. and Isn't that the same dude from fucking Andromeda Strain? Oh, no, we're just going to oh, go on a fucking... Oh, I, I no, know. yeah, we're going right. to get done. Okay, so, so Christopher, what do you think? No, it, it rover-like appears. I, I don't think it in itself is any kind of sentient, but okay. I think it's controlled. All right. 
At least. So we're all kind of on the same page then, right? No, no, I don't know because I'm 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 iffy. I totally okay. agree with what Chris is saying. I know we can't know for sure, but I have no reason to assume it's not. I think I think what Chris said earlier that it's almost patently ridiculous to think it has occupants in it. It's hard for me to wrap my head around little figures in there struggling to hit all the levers and mechanisms to make it fly. It's not beyond the realm, but I just don't see that happening. But the idea that something, even though it is not organic, can have either a computer sentience or or some sort of awareness that we can't even fathom, I, I wouldn't rule it out. So I say I'm about 50-50. I do think it's a probe. I do think it was sent here to maybe learn or for for some reason i i just can't fathom the etchings on it are really fascinating to me but i'm not going to say that i'm 100 percent sure it's not self-aware because the way it was acting it seems like unless there was like a magic eye wrapped around the whole perimeter of this thing that just is not seeable by human eyes i don't know how its pilots could have reacted to the kids and their actions as swiftly as it did well i mean it doesn't mean it's there's consciousness. It I mean, doesn't. If it's just a higher tech, it's just a tech we don't know. That's why I say it. Lo- I just tend to lead more towards techno, more technologically involved than conscious as we know it. And I totally okay. understand yeah. that. I, I think the it. reason I think I'm leaning its t- touch more towards sentience is because we are so fucking close right now at our kind of remedial stage of development as a species right. in terms of all the things we said with AI and everything else and the singularity that I have no reason to think that if something has found a way to either breach interdimensional barriers or intergalactic space that this uh, species has not created a technology that could also be self-aware. Maybe not alive, but self-aware. All right. Well, there you have it. Mm. Well, what about you? There, I'm just going to go with... Magic. In, in, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a man. wizard hat. Magic. It's a wizard hat doing its own thing. I'm just going to go with intergalactic probe. It's going to sort you out into a house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Dad, just Gryffindor. I don't, even, I don't know the voice. I don't even know. <laughs> no, I'm just going to go with regular. I'm, you know, I'm going to. My gut instinct is always to go interdimensional because sure. that's what I that, want to yeah, do. That's your deal. I'm gonna fight the power. I'm 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 gonna fight <laughs> my a- instincts and I'm gonna <laughs> go with it's not everything's gotta be interdimensional. No, it, it, everything doesn't have to be a multiverse. It doesn't have to be a, an earth two, an is earth three, an earth thirty four situation. It doesn't gotta be a ghost or a demon. That's not a demon. What it has to be, What it has to be here, I think, is just some sort of probe sent from some sort of alien. All right, so it's probe-ish. Probe. It's basically, a probe. I think we're all or the future, a micronaut. Oh yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, we never oh, dealt with the idea of a time. micronaut because it, it looks human. Right, crafted. I mean, that, yeah. came, that could be some Etsy shit from fucking thirty thirty six. It is a fucked up shape. For any, anything to send thing. back. It's a, it's a bizarre it's shape. Up. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, dude, I would love for like time travel or like I don't know, you know, some sort of cool psychedelic thing to happen. But I don't really think that's. I don't think that's a deal. So you don't think the kids were tripping their balls off? No, I always wish that they were, but sure. unfortunately they're not. For that, huh? Yeah. Well, no, you don't know that. Come on. They, they very well could be. They, you know what? They studied too hard. They snapped. This is what happens. <laughs> 
They just a, a mass hallucination. Well, a mass hal- no, no. One of them they, they secretly built it while sleepwalking, stressing out about all their tests, and then didn't realize they built it. And then they make it do the things it does, then remember it separately. It's a split oh, personality, overworked, nice. stress thing. I saw it on Laverne and Shirley. Oh, that could it's be true sign. It does Is look that- like a mini Nazi bell. It sure does. You know what? Chris <laughs> brings it. Pretty, that's my new thing. Chris the Nazi brings up a good point: is that it does look like a mini Nazi bell. Sort it does. Of, it does of. look a little like that, and a smidge, though not exactly like the um, the Kexberg thing. Yeah. Though that looked more yeah. like an acorn. Should we yeah. do a whole episode on like the Nazi bell? I mean, do I do? Do we want to like broach it? I mean, it's maybe interesting, I guess. Right? It might be worth it. I mean, there's enough interesting information out there. I'm not some sure paperwork it, uh, that's kind of fascinating. I mean, I think some people that are in the know know. Well, we might some have to of our, group some it other in with some other not. things that are that's sort of evidence of. That's true. Maybe just do a crazy Nazi. We'll just put it on the growing pile of yeah. shit we promised to do that hopefully we'll all get to. Our growing pile of shit is getting sorted you know, fairly well. We're going to have to actually make a list of the things, especially we have, me. We, we have a list and we're, we're, we're doing okay. Okay, good. All right, cool. I, I feel like I pledge a lot of things and my no, memory we're, is we're doing sketchy. Good. Uh, we're doing good. Cool. All right, so there you have it. Thank you for joining us for the Kryptonaut Podcast. As always, be sure to hit, up, hit us up on the social medias. Indeed. The Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams. Uh, I'm there. I'm talking to everybody. It's fun. If I try to go to the Facebooks and the YouTubes to talk if, to folks. If for some reason Ooh, I don't get tube. back to you like super quickly, give me a couple of days. It's the summer. Shit's hectic. And um, yeah, things are happening. So Yeah, but we love the feedback. And thank you we all so much We love to hear from everybody. Support. It's so much fun. Um, mm, thanks for the cookies. Yeah, thank you for the cookie. We got Delicious. Cookies? No, we didn't get cookies. Oh, it's sarcasm. We did, <laughs> actually, actually, oh my we, God, that was sarcasm. We do have did an we get a, cookies. We no, we we, we oh, didn't. We, all right, we well, do yeah, have. If you got a, secret cookies and didn't share. Oh, we do have an address. You used to bring us food. Um, where we can receive <laughs> things from people. We do. Do we have a PO box? No, it's a it's a business address that we have now. It's a long story, but just if for some reason you would like to send us things, I guess because people have asked us for our address. Um. Cookies in a box. Email us, and uh, whether you would like to send cookies or beer or whatever, let us know. Send heads. You can email us, and I mean a box of heads like, that's very seven esque would be weird. Oh, this I'm saying, don't do it. Yeah, Duffel no, bags. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Unless it's Alfredo Garcia, that's classic. Yeah, some weird ramen or something where you're at. Yeah, there oh, you go. Oh my god, indigenous cool. ramen. That's what I'm saying. So we do have an, <laughs> I, I we, want we it. do have so an address that if you need to send us anything or would like to get a hold of me, I can let you know that address. Uh, again, the social medias. Be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It helps the show out greatly. And talking to you soon. Absolutely. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh fuck. we're talking to you. Goodbye. <laughs>